Welcome to the awesome pod mix. You are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker." That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema. Today I'll be talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Despite what Uncle Marty says, All Marvel movies are cinematic. The film begins with Marvel Studios' title sequence with some new visual additions. We see Wanda becoming the Scarlet Witch, Doctor Strange using the Time Stone from the first movie's climax, Doctor Strange holding up his index finger for Iron Man in the movie Endgame, Wanda and Vision and their family in the iconic Incredibles pose from the finale episode of WandaVision, Strange climbing the steps of New York's Sanctum Sanctorum. This movie is a Kevin Feige production after Hawkeye and Moon Knight. The film begins with America Chavez and Defender Strange running for their lives from a ribbon monster covered in runes at the Gap Junction. The Gap Junction is a focal point of all realities. Defender Strange comes to America's rescue. Defender Strange is here to get his hands on the Book of Vishanti. When Defender Strange tries to justify snatching America's powers, he says In the grand calculus of the multiverse, your sacrifice is worth more than your life. A callback to Spider-Man: No Way Home. I don't care about the grand calculus of the multiverse, Steven. What kind of defender are you, Defender Strange? Under duress from the Ribbon Monster, America Chavez opens a star-shaped portal and travels to Earth 616 along with Defender Strange's corpse. Steven realizes that the monsters chasing America have runes on them. So he seeks Wanda's help. When Strange approaches Wanda for help, Wanda slips America's name in the conversation and I'm like, "He didn't tell you her name. What are you up to, Wanda?" Wanda's explanation here is, "I blew a hole in the head of the man that I loved. I sacrificed everything and it meant nothing." Now what is this line of dialogue? Do you want to say it felt like it was all for nothing? What does she mean by it meant nothing? Like she didn't mean it when she made that sacrifice because I don't buy that. I understand that Wanda is upset with Doctor Strange for giving away the time stone to Thanos. Because of the time stone, she had to relive Vision's death all over again. According to Strange there was no other way and this point has been hammered throughout the movie. You're not revealing the whole story here Doctor Strange. Suppose you wanted to show a conflict between Wanda and Stephen Strange. In that case, you should have shot the portions and shown us that those commercials were messages from Doctor Strange to get Wanda to put down the hex. Wanda Vision's finale should have teased the upcoming battle between Wanda and Stephen Strange because Wanda still holds Stephen responsible for Vision's death. That should have been a tease for this movie. It felt like this movie's title should have been Wanda's Madness. You took all of Wanda's character development and arc from Wanda Vision and threw it down the drain. All the work that she put in to overcome her grief was all for nothing. If the biggest threat to the multiverse is Stephen Strange, then show me a formidable opposition in Stephen Strange. Everyone knew that Wanda would be the villain, but you could have subverted those expectations. I don't mind seeing her as a villain, but give me a compelling argument for that. At the end of WandaVision her kids were calling her for help. When she searches the multiverse, the kids are happy. They don't need her help. 
All I'm saying is, as an audience member, I wasn't fully convinced with your explanation or Wanda's motivation. You could have taken the story in another direction, just as Jack Schaefer and Matt Shackman did in WandaVision. For instance, everyone thought Wanda stole Vision's corpse in WandaVision, but in reality, she did not. I have so much more respect for What If episode, What If Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands. Because it had so much more newer elements, I may not have bought the half-hour story, but I still have a lot of respect for the visuals it had. Coming to Earth 838, I love the flashback scene where Christine gave Strange the wristwatch, and that it's one of Strange's prominent memories. I wish it was more impactful. America's backstory was also barely touched upon when her two mothers get accidentally transported to another universe. When Strange and America meet Mordo, it was unexpected that he treated Strange like a brother. And then he drugs both their teas. What was in the tea? Extracts from Sands of Nisanti, a callback from the first Doctor Strange when Ancient One gives Strange some tea, although she had added just a little honey. You never accept tea from strangers, Strange. Even if they're doppelgangers of your enemies or your friends. Wanda forces Wong to help her and gets to Wundigo Mountain. It's a shrine dedicated to the Scarlet Witch. The monsters guard the shrine and kneel before Wanda when they see her. The Scarlet Witch statue is carved in stone on the shrine walls. Kuthon was name-dropped, who wrote the spells of the Darkhold on those walls. And the Darkhold book was transcribed there. Now let's move to the cameos. It was a nice nod to call Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four a genius. And Strange even asks, did you guys chart in the 60s? Reed Richards was played by John Krasinski. They even mentioned the Baxter Foundation in one of the scenes. Why didn't R. Strange find the Book of Vishanti to defeat Thanos? The whole fight between the members of the Illuminati and Wanda was a joke. No one could stand a chance against her. Wanda zips Black Bolt's mouth and crushes his skull. Reed Richards is shredded to ribbons. Maria Rambeau is Captain Marvel in this universe. Are you seriously trying to tell me or rather show me that Captain Marvel died because a statue fell on her? When Wanda asks Captain Carter, haven't you had enough? She drops the line, I can do this all day. You killed Captain Carter in the same way that zombie Captain America died in What If. That was okay. This was not. Professor Xavier drops his iconic line from X-Men Days of the Future Past while talking to Strange. You did this only because you wanted to show Professor Xavier was good and he was willing to help Strange. The white mind palace of Wanda's childhood home with the flickering TV and Wanda stuck under the rubble was beautiful. Adding red smoke to represent the Scarlet Witch was a great visual detail. The verbal argument between Steven and Mordo felt forced. It felt like Strange deliberately picked a fight with Mordo and in the process he got some things off his chest. When Steven and Christine travel to the melting universe of Sinister Strange, there's a big reveal about Strange's sister Donna drowning in the lake, which is straight out of the comics. The musical fight between R. Strange and Sinister Strange was incredible. But you know what? It was only for the spectacle. It did not serve any other purpose. When Wanda calls Strange a hypocrite for dreamwalking in his variant corpse, it is a callback to Kaecilius calling Ancient One a hypocrite. You are just like your teacher, Stephen. When Wanda tries to take America's past for herself, how is she any different from Agatha or Defender Strange? Wanda turned into the bully she once fought. 
Strange professing his love to another universe's Christine made me say, Chill, dude. You just met her like two minutes ago. You hardly know her. You're not in love with her. You love a version of her for sure. I'm glad Steven finally fixes his broken watch toward the end. America becomes the apprentice at Kamartaj. It feels like the film's purpose was only to destroy all dark holes from the multiverse, to get Strange his third eye, and to throw Wanda's character development and arc from WandaVision down the drain. I rather see her in a hex with her fake family because I want her to be happy. And everyone in this movie is constantly asking this question, are you happy? No. No one is happy. Everyone is miserable. At this point, I'm Wanda from Endgame and I want to say, you took everything from me. And probably the filmmakers would respond, I don't even know you. And my answer is going to be, you will. I want to know what Scott Derrickson wrote for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Coming to the mid credit scene, Clea appears and asks for Strange's help to fix an incursion which was caused by our Doctor Strange. Clea is played by Charlie's Theron. She rips a rift in the reality to the dark dimension. Steven's scarf changes into his cloak and his third eye opens. Both Clea and Strange leave for their mission. Cut to the slate reads, Doctor Strange will return. Maybe there's another book of Vishanti that'll come in handy to fix the incursion or defeat Kang. With whatever they have shown of Wanda in the end, Agatha will be free from Wanda's spell. Hopefully, ready for House of Harkness. You can listen to The Awesome Pod Mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, I'll soon be launching The Awesome Pod Mix page on Patreon, and you can support me there. Thanks for listening.